Welcome to Overflow, the podcast exploring what is and is not inherently visible about those who build with Webflow. I'm Matthew Munger from the Webflow community team, and in each episode, we highlight the unique perspectives, passions, and experiences that fuel the creative mind of our guest. From Tokyo, Japan, we're joined by founder and CEO at LikePay, Igor Voroshilov. Igor is an agency founder, educator, and a community MVP finalist at WebflowConf 2022 for his contributions as a Webflow global leader. In this episode, we'll discuss building business skills in addition to technical skills as an agency owner, plus finding your niche and creating content around it in order to build trust that attracts clients. Featuring Igor Voroshilov, this is Overflow. Hello, Igor. Thank you for meeting with me today. Hello. Thanks for having me today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Uh, my name is Igor. I'm running this local Webflow community here in Tokyo. Although I'm not Japanese, but uh, I'm trying to build this community of Japanese folks here. I'm really passionate about growing it bigger, kind of like expanding the flow in Japan and maybe in other countries as well. Tell us a little bit more about being located there in Tokyo. What is it like living there? Well, that's actually amazing. Um, I came to Tokyo five years ago, yeah, as a student and uh, totally love it. It's it's amazing city. Tokyo is huge. So basically it has no borders with other cities around. So like it feels like a whole huge city uh, with like 40 million people here living. Yeah, it has everything what, what you can ever think of. And I totally love it. Of course, it's a huge like economy. So in terms of potential, like for, for using the flow, for meeting new people, for doing business, for meeting like startups, it's amazing place. And it's kind of like still little bit uh, maybe late uh, in terms of a startup ecosystem and this kind of like innovation stuff but it's kind of like catching up and it's very exciting to be here when you go out on the town what, what is a place that you like to visit recently got my office at my home in my favorite place here mm. in the city just a half a year i moved uh, to the area it's called uh, omotesando it's actually one of the most fashionable streets here in tokyo it has like a lot of nice cafes and restaurants. We even have like a huge Buddhist temple here. Very interesting thing about that, it's located in kind of like center of the Tokyo, but it's uh, surrounded by a real forest, actually. It's really a nice place to go and uh, refresh, and uh, yeah, I really like it. Mm. But uh, among that, Tokyo is very kind of like energetic city. So let's say if you go a little bit to the south of where I live, you will come to the place called Shibuya, and uh, it has like very famous... Um, Intersection. Square, the intersection, yeah. yeah. So it's about like 2 million people are crossing that every day and uh, so many people and uh, a lot of music and everything is... So I really like go there to kind of like get that energy of the city. Yeah, if you go to the north from place where I live, you go to the place called Shinjuku. It's also kind of like the biggest station, I guess, in Tokyo and a lot of people like doing different stuff. I really like this contrast uh, in Tokyo when you can kind of like calm down in uh, some like, temple in some forest in the middle of the Tokyo mm. or you can go to the place which is so energetic like so many people there. You can basically find find something for yourself in Tokyo all the time. Yeah, it's very interesting. You kind of get that nice balance or duality, nature and busy city there in close proximity. Yeah, definitely. That's one of the things which I really love about Tokyo. Can you describe, if we were to sit in your chair, what does your workspace look like? 
It's actually a quite big building. It's uh, maybe 28 floors or something like that. And uh, I'm on the 13th floor and um, I have a huge window here. I really like it. And uh, it's facing the area called Ropongi with a lot of skyscrapers and uh, all that stuff. I kind of like, like to divide my place for living, but I also want to have it conveniently like accessible to each other. I actually put a lot of plants in my office and in my home because I want to have this kind of like natural environment around me. I don't like to be just with this artificial kind of object around me and I want to make my air better. So I thought this kind of like greens, they will help me to stay connected with nature while working. Do you like to listen to music while you work? That actually depends on my mood, yeah. Okay. Sometimes it's just kind of uh, recent pop music, which is kind of like on recommendations in YouTube music. Sometimes it's some old music, old songs, which I really liked when I was like a kid or something. So yeah, that really depends. I like very different genres of music, including R&B and uh, pop music and rock music, EDM as well. The most easy to relax or even like concentrate, easy to kind of like catch this working flow is probably just like low-fi low music. So open up a lo-fi playlist and open up the Webflow Designer and get to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, recently I got my team members, so like I more kind of like moved to managing position. So unfortunately, I don't have that much time to work directly in Webflow recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but still some projects uh, I manage myself, kind of work on them directly. When you're not working, do you have any kind of hobbies or interests? Yeah, actually, I have a huge interest, which I got maybe one year and a half ago. It's a gym. I really like working out. I work out three times a week. So usually after my concentrated work here at the office, I go to the gym, which is also very close. I work with personal trainer all the time because I really want to have kind of like good results. So maybe in several years, you will see me on the stage of Mr. Olympia or something. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so this is one of my passions. So are you just going for overall strength or are you, are you into more like the heavy weightlifting? I think I lift quite heavy. Yeah. So it's kind of like for overall strength for, as well, but also I want to kind of like build the muscle, be, be kind of like bigger. And well, I was joking about the Mr. Olympia competition, but who knows? Is there anything that would surprise people to learn about you? Maybe the, like the fact that I'm not Japanese, but running this Japanese community here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So tell us where are you originally from? Yeah, I'm originally from Russia. So I was born in a really small place um, on the west of Russia. This was kind of like a really small town, maybe like 3,000 or like 5,000 people. And uh, I moved a lot uh, during my life. I maybe moved already like eight times. I moved my home. I used to uh, live on the south of Russia uh, near the Black Sea. Then I went to the St. Petersburg, like capital of culture uh, in Russia, like a very, very beautiful city, like for the high school. Then I moved to Moscow for uh, my university. And then I also spent half a year as a exchange student here in Tokyo. And then I've been to China for half a year. And then I kind of like moved to Tokyo uh, completely. The local meetup and Webflow community that you run there, you're running it in Japanese, correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. I do all of my work in Japanese. Actually, maybe 70% of, of me speaking is actually speaking Japanese and maybe like 20% is speaking like English and maybe only like 10 is me speaking Russian to my brother who actually also lives here. So we work together in one company. So okay. he's my co-founder actually. Oh, very nice. 
how did that come about being able to learn Japanese enough to be able to use it for the majority of your day, but also to run your business and all that? What was that like? Yeah, it was actually very exciting. I started learning Japanese earlier while I was at the university, at the Moscow University. My first trip to Japan, it was like a student forum. And I came here, I was just speaking English to all the Japanese guys. And I remember I was thinking like, next time I come to Japan, I will be speaking Japanese. I found like a local community of Japanese students and Russian students who wanted to learn Japanese there in Moscow. And they had also this kind of like language meetups. So I was uh, going there and like just trying to speak just polishing my language skills. Funny thing about Japanese is that it has like several levels of politeness. You kind of like have a level of politeness when you talk to the friends, kind of like neutral. When it comes to the business, you need to speak very polite Japanese. Yeah, I've never learned how to speak politely, kind of like really politely in Japanese. So I had to learn it just by doing business. I even remember I was at some meetings and I heard some Japanese guys, they used words and uh, I just copied them at that exact meeting. So that's kind of like my trick to be kind of like fluent in Japanese, just copy-paste kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, copy-paste. Yeah, mimicking language or things that you see in other cultures is a, it's a real, real good way to kind of yeah. get a jump start and until it kind of becomes almost like a, a built-in reflex for you. Today, when I'm running this uh, Tokyo meetup here in the flow, I kind of like have to be a facilitator. I have to be a leader. I have to plan out the uh, events and I have to kind of like engage people to make them participate in the event. It's actually one of my biggest challenge because uh, in general, Japanese culture is not very engaging. So they kind of like a little bit shy. They tend not to talk too much uh, in front of other people. They would rather just kind of observe the presentation from you and you're trying to figure out how to make it more interactive. Yes, definitely. It's, that's a good point. They really like observing that they usually kind of don't come up with much questions. And it actually comes to their like high school education, I guess. So they have this kind of like rule when if you ask questions, then that means that the uh, teacher was not very clear. <laughs> like teacher was not very good. So they may have this kind of thought and then they kind of like hesitate to ask questions. Yeah, that's interesting how culturally it's it's almost like an insult to the teacher if you have questions. Yeah, definitely. It seems to be the thing. What is your role today at your company and how would you describe what you do? My role is uh, kind of like founder and representative director of my company. And what I do is I'm trying to build the first Webflow agency in Tokyo, in Japan. Uh, I'm trying to lead the team to be good professionals at what they do. It's also a very interesting thing because I'm also doing teaching. So I have an online school and I do quite a lot of education video content on YouTube. What you're teaching is that Webflow or design? What is the subject? Yeah, mainly it's uh, the flow. It's not that much of design. So like I'm not designer myself. Uh, I'm not kind of like that don't have this uh, like sense for design. But I kind of like got very nice um, understanding of how kind of like HTML and CSS works with Webflow. So how to build Webflow. I kind of like passing this knowledge to my students, to my teammates, to members of my online school and my well, my uh, YouTube subscribers and of course my uh, Meetup members as well. How would you say being the founder of an agency and then teaching Webflow to your students and at Meetups, how is that different from what you might imagine you'd be doing today? Oh, that's actually 
very different because when I just started my company, I was doing a completely different business. We were making a mobile app. It was me and my brother, like as two co-founders, and we also had like team of other members. We were making a mobile app and uh, we were uh, raising funding like as a startup here in Japan. We kind of like had a little bit uh, hard time during the coronavirus because we needed to change the business. Like we couldn't continue with, uh, with what we were doing. And just a little bit before that, I started using Webflow for building our own website. When we kind of like needed to find a new direction for, for the business, I thought like, okay, I can use Webflow. So maybe I can build website for other people. So like as a kind of like freelancer or as an agency, I found out that everyone just wanted to have a website on WordPress. And I was really surprised because you have Webflow. So, so good. Why don't you use it? I just realized that they don't really know about Webflow. And uh, that's how I came up with the idea to make the online school first. I, I recorded these courses, video courses. Eventually, people who were coming to my online school, sometimes they were kind of, they wanted to build their own website, but they felt kind of like they need to learn quite a lot. And eventually they started asking me, like, can you build the website for me? So in this way, we started getting more and more clients and started making website as an agency and then I got the team of my past students yeah that's how we kind of like grew up from small online school into more kind of like agency building webflow websites can you kind of tell me a little bit more about why that motivates you Maybe one of the reason is because I remember like all of these kind of like lessons, which I <laughs> learned in a hard way. Yeah. And I understood how to avoid all of those mistakes. So like how using no code, using uh, Webflow for websites or other tools, like for building uh, mobile applications, uh, how it can actually help to move faster, to minimize risks. I just want to pass that knowledge, that understanding to those who are thinking about starting their own business, to those who are thinking about like starting the freelance career as well, so to teach the flow, to kind of like gather people and to the meetups, to these events and try to pass some knowledge to them. What is a resource that you think more people should know about? I think when we run the agency, when we run this uh, uh, freelance career as a, kind of like as a flow developer, as a flow agency, I think what happens is um, it usually grows from our technical skills, right? But it happens that more important is actually not only technical skills, but also this kind of like sales, the marketing, like how you work with clients. That's actually very important, especially when you come agency, because you start to have like responsibility for your employees as well. You kind of like need to ensure that you have good marketing, you have enough number of leads, you close your leads and you kind of like satisfy your clients. Many people think that just having the technical skill is good enough. And I would recommend probably to learn more about that. I definitely need to learn about that myself as well. So that's kind of like, maybe it's not the resource, but the kind of direction, which I think that people should look at. Yeah. So not a resource, but a recommendation that if you're growing as a freelancer, as an agency, don't solely focus on the technical skills that you're developing and neglect the kind of business and interpersonal skills that you need to also be successful. Yeah, exactly. Who is someone within the Webflow community that inspires you? Probably Finn Sweet. 
they're amazing. And especially the founder of FinSuite, I really like how they put the content, how they make impact for the community, how they built all these tools. Yeah, I kind of like try to follow the example. When we are working on our projects, we also sometimes come up with some kind of like workarounds uh, with some like, let's say, snippets of code, which uh, allow us to overcome some kind of limitations in the flow as well. And we also built one tool on our own. So it's called member chat. So I kind of like try to do this content marketing, this kind of a community marketing, like FinSuite is doing that. They literally inspire me. Very nice. Shout out to FinSuite and Joe Krug. What is some advice that you would like to share with the community? It's a really good idea to niche down when you, as a as a flow agency or as a freelancer, when you try to get your clients, when you try to build your career, you need to kind of like have a niche to have your own group of clients, your own target. Uh, in my terms, it's uh, very clear because I work on Japanese market exclusively. So I kind of like niche down to Japanese companies who want to have the Webflow website. And then you can also market yourself for the content, you can build a lot of YouTube content or like you know, blog content on that topic to educate your customers and uh, attract them. So that would be my advice, like to find a niche and then build a lot of content, build a lot of trust and uh, use it like in your advantage to get clients to build a reputation. Well, Igor, thank you for chatting with me today. If there's anyone in the community who wants to reach out and connect with you, how can they do that? They can find me on Twitter. So my Twitter handle is just like my name, send me DM or mention me in your tweet. I will be really happy. I will definitely answer to that. This was an Overflow episode with Igor Voroshilov, produced by the Webflow community team with music by Joseph McDade. To learn more about the Webflow community, please visit webflow.com community. I've been your host, Matthew Munger. Thanks for listening. <laughs>